Amen. Praise God. Good to see everybody this evening. Amen. What a blessing it is to serve Jesus. Amen. If you could give me some more security in those monitors. Amen. What a blessing. How many got the victory tonight? Amen. That's perfect. Amen. Nobody. All right. Praise God. I mean, I know my hearing is getting bad, but uh, so I do appreciate uh, uh, Fred calling me the walking revival. Uh, I'll receive that word, brother, but uh, I'm working into that suit, believe me. <laughs> but it is such a blessing to see everybody here tonight, and uh, what a blessing it is to see what God's doing there in Tallahassee, amen? All those years of labor, uh, the Quillians there, I don't know how long, does anybody know how long they were there for? I don't know, Did eight or nine, seven, and, and we were there for nine, so... 16 years, amen. So we have a sign-up sheet in the back for everyone that wants to pioneer. 16-year increments. No, <laughs> I'm kidding, amen. So uh, praise God. Let's open our Bibles tonight to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16, verses uh, 15, amen, this evening in this place. Uh, it's such a privilege to be uh, preaching here uh, this evening, Amen. And we're believing God to help Pastor Pinnock, hallelujah. But I want to preach a really what might be considered a, a conference sermon tonight. Amen. Everybody ready for that? You didn't get to go to conference where here's your sermon tonight. And you may say, ah, oh, come on, Pastor, man, you're just, you're, just, you're just preaching the old fellowship line. You know, you're sold out to the fellowship. You know, I thank God for this fellowship. Is there anybody else here you thank God for the fellowship? I've pioneered for quite a long time, and I tell you what, I've seen people with no fellowship out there trying to do what we're doing, and I'm thinking, how in the world are they making it? Without help, without encouragement, without guidance, direction, all that we have. And so this isn't a fellowship sermon, amen. This is something that Jesus is into. I want to preach a sermon I've entitled, The Greatest Commission. Amen. The Greatest Commission. Amen. I've been shocked lately, I guess. You know, we, if you haven't noticed, we've, we've had a pastoral change. Amen. Anybody recognize that? Anybody? You know, if you're wondering where Pastor LaValle and Cheryl have gone, <laughs> they're, in, they're in Canada. Amen. And so that has its own difficulties. Amen. Different challenges for some of us at different levels. Amen. Depending on your relationship, depending on your relationship with God, there's been some adjusting. There's been some changes uh, that have to be made. Maybe you're still working that out. That brings a little bit uh, of some difficulty, amen, perhaps for you tonight. But, you know, another thing in addition to that that I see that has been uh, maybe perhaps afflicting this church in particular is I'm amazed and I'm glad, actually, Pastor Pinnock is an evangelist, amen, because that means I can pick his brain, amen. But he has the ability to move in the gifts. Uh, and I've noticed when he's praying for people, boy, there's a lot of people up here for prayer. Come on, somebody. And I'm thinking, wow, what is going on? Is this, this the end of the world? The end times? Are people really struggling that bad? And so I've been praying about it for quite a while. And so I think this will help us tonight to realize that maybe some of the issues and the problems that you're working through, they could be all kinds of issues. Amen. You could have marital issues right now that you're working through. Don't say amen. It's only the guys say amen. They're amen. And look at <laughs> You could be having problems with your chilling. Amen. That's right, your children. Your children. 
Amen. Uh, especially if they hit their teenage years. Uh, you could be having financial problems. Amen. You could be having calling problems uh, with God. You could have uh, uh, all sorts of different issues. And may I suggest to you tonight that maybe some of the struggles that you're having or going through, even if you're single in this place, I'm willing to bet somehow, some way is linked to the devil fighting against the Great Commission. How many know the most dangerous thing to the devil in this world, number one, is a Christian? Amen. I don't care if you're a preacher or you've just come to church and you're learning about Jesus. You are a direct threat to hell. Amen. Come on, somebody. That makes you a target. And so the Great Commission is always under assault. Amen. And so we're going to look at this. This isn't about discipleship per se tonight, but it is about Amen. The greatest commission, that is the need for the church of God to commission laborers to go into the harvest field. Are you catching me tonight? This is the greatest challenge to a church. How many know Jesus died for his church? That's us. We are his church, the people, not the building, the ecclesia, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Guess where they're supposed to function most of the time? In the church. What do we tell people when you get saved? What do you need to do? Every time those church doors are open, you need to be here, sister or brother. Amen. There is the church. The church is fought against. Uh, but how many know the devil, if he can get a church off track and not fulfill the Great Commission, that is the best thing he can do. Because we'll continue to have church. Amen. We'll continue to complain and whine about different problems and people go in and out of church, amen. We'll still witness, we'll still evangelize, but as long as the Great Commission's not being fulfilled, you're not, you and I are not viewed as a threat to the devil, amen. So I want you to think about this and try to apply it where you're at. Maybe you're working a job. How many folks, you work a job here, amen, praise God. And you're not a preacher? You're not doing a Bible study. You're not even a ministry, but you're working a job. You're faithful to the things of God. How many know you have a part to play in this? I not hear any amens. Good. This is the sermon for tonight then. You are an important part. Amen. There's people in this place. You may only give $10, $15, but every month you drop it in the plate for overseas works. And the devil lies to you and says, what? You know, that's useless. Why do you even do that? And it's a lie from hell. Amen. We do it because we are investing in the Great Commission. Amen. And if you are investing in this church, if you are financially invested, you are living for God, you are involved in ministry, amen. I'm here to tell you the devil's fighting against you, not just because he wants to kill you, because trust me, he does. <laughs> but he wants to ruin the Great Commission. Amen. So there you go. I've said it three times in case you're wondering what this is about. The greatest commission. Write it down. <laughs> Amen. Mark 16, 15. The Bible tells us here, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he said to them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. How many know? There you go. Let's bow our heads. <laughs> the great commission. Now, some of you may tune me out, and I suggest you don't because this takes a crazy little turn. Amen. Because God showed me some stuff in Scripture. We know this. We do this. How many were on Outreach Saturday? Amen. I was there Saturday, Saturday, make the music night. I was writing this. <laughs> Amen. 
But we're there. We're outreaching. We're doing something for God. We know we're supposed to take the gospel into all the world. That means reaching Athens. But how many know that means also reaching other parts of the world? Amen. Our overseas missionaries, amen, the Delgados and the Quillians, hallelujah. We invest in them, amen. They're over there because you're giving. Come on, somebody. Maybe you're flipping burgers or something. You're sitting there, one more time, little burger for me. Hate this job. How many ever been there? But then Sunday rolls around, 25 bucks, man. Goes out. $25, $25, Equatorial Guinea, and you don't know it. You're not there. You don't see it. There's a couple in the back row called by God to preach the gospel. Linked to, you know, your little $25. You say, well, Pastor, how do you know that? Because I've been there. Hallelujah. <laughs> I've been overseas, and I've seen these couples in the back. I've given words to people. Amen. Destiny released, man. People set free because, come on, somebody. How many here you work a dead-end job? I'm still working a dead-end job. Amen. I'm almost 50. I'm an auto mechanic. Hallelujah. I had another record week last week. Come on, somebody. Amen. What is that about? I don't know. I'm not getting younger. I can tell you that. But God's helping us. Amen. Your financial giving, so important, amen. Even if it's just a small bit. Your attendance in the church, so important to the Great Commission. We're reaching the world for Jesus, amen. Even if you've never even got on a plane. Come on, somebody. So I want to look at, firstly, the church is a place where we are called to bring people into a living relationship with God, amen. 2 Corinthians 5 17 through 20, amen. This is a ministry for everybody, amen. Anybody here, you're saying, I'm not called to preach. This is a ministry for anyone that's born again. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, uh, creation. Old things have passed away, and look, new things have come. Everything is, of, is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, that is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message or ministry of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, certain that God is appealing through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Amen. Amen. If you're living for Jesus in this place, it doesn't matter if you're not a preacher, you've never gone to school, whatever. Amen. The Bible says you have a calling and a ministry being part of Jesus' church to reconcile the world to God. Amen. How many know that? That's a general calling. Some of you are like, I'm not called to preach. What well, doesn't mean you can't make outreach? Come on, somebody. There's people that you can reach on outreach. <laughs> I got to laugh. I was trying to reach some people on outreach. Man, they had a blunt the size of, I don't know what it was, a, a tailpipe on a car. And the brother opened the door, and the guy cussed and swore, man, man, what are you doing? And then they closed the door, and I went up and knocked on the window, bunk, 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 bunk. Hey, man, what are you guys doing? <laughs> 
you know, they're kind of from another ethnicity. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm the quintessential policeman. Sorry, I'm not immigration and I'm not a cop, but thank you for your racism. <laughs> so I got to witness to these brothers. Break it down, man. God's got a future for you guys. What are you going to do? Spend the rest of your life smoking dope? Amen. Try to reach them with the gospel as best as I could. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> all I can do is my best. Hallelujah. Uh, Cole, amen, and I, uh, actually Cole got all tangled up with a, uh, what was he, a pagan? Yeah, that was a nice guy. So I helped Cole learn how to break a conversation. <laughs> He'd be there all day with this cat, man. Not your fault, Cole. Amen. But here's this guy talking about paganism. I said, look, brother, I got saved from being manic depressive. Uh, 1995, God completely delivered me. The blood's real. Well, the Bible, and the Bible, and the Bible, and the Bible, and the book of whatever, book of whatever, and the book of Enoch, and the book of Hamhock, and, and others. I don't need to read all that. I got saved with a King James Bible. Amen. I don't have to read what's not in there to know what's in there is perfectly fine. I'm not insecure about my faith. Are you? No, I didn't say that. I stopped. That's your next line, Cole. Amen. But we're here to reconcile people to Jesus. Some people don't want reconciliation. Praise God. Move back. Move on. There's other people that need to be reconciled to Jesus. Amen. And so all Christians are called to this. I'm talking about being in the church. I mean, you know, the church has a mission. Hallelujah. We have a mission. The purpose of the church is to reconcile this world back to God. Amen. So let's take it to the next logical step. Because the Great Commission is taking it into all the world. Amen. That's beyond Athens. Hallelujah. So let's turn to Romans 10, 13 through 15. The next step is that there need to be preachers. Amen. Come on, somebody. Help me out tonight. Amen. Are you agreeing with me? You're falling asleep. I know. I'm planning to preach short. Does that encourage you? You, you know, with their, uh, where's our sister with the coffee machine? Amen. Can we get that thing cranked up? <laughs> Can we have a free Holy Ghost kisses or whatever it was that was happening last night? I don't know what was going on with it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> some of y'all get that. Romans 10, <laughs> 13, 15. Hallelujah. Romans 10, 13, 15. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him whom they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who announce the gospel of good things. Amen. So here is the next logical step for a church. Amen. In case you're wondering what a church is, it's just not a gathering of people. Amen. It is a holy thing to God. Amen. Remember, God did what? Jesus died for the church. Amen. This side always has answers. This side, very serious. Very serious. Laughing, not so much over here. <laughs> Amen. But this is the idea here is that there has to be preachers. How many know the purpose of Athens, Georgia, is not just to sit here and uh, have a good time, thank God for music night. I think it went very well last night. I heard uh, several people got saved, amen, last night. Thank God for that. That is part of the church. But how many know Athens, Georgia, is called to raise up and to help create by the Holy Spirit preachers, couples that will go out and preach the gospel? Come on, somebody. 
This is for you, you burger flipper out there. Amen. You have a part in doing this. Amen. You have a part in this. So here it is. How can they hear without a preacher? Athens, Georgia, as a church, needs to raise up, amen, uh, couples that will go into all the world. Amen. Some of you are saying, Pastor, we already know this. I know. We're knowing it again. Amen. I'm an auto mechanic. I learned lots of things more than once. Andy gets that joke. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, let's see if I can get this to move down and we can move along. Okay. Let's go to Acts chapter 9. Not a complicated sermon tonight. Acts 9, 15. So I want to look at the idea, amen, that there needs to be a commissioning of people to go and preach. Amen. Now, what, is, what does commissioning mean? Let's see, my sweaty fingers will not move. Okay, commissioning, to order or authorize a person or organization to do or produce something, to charge with a task. To be commissioned is one who would be given a formal written warrant granting the power to perform various acts or duties. Amen. Did that help anybody tonight? I saw a warrant. I think a policeman. Amen. But here's the idea. The idea is that a congregation as a church, we are to raise up leaders, pastors, pastors' wives, a couple, and then send them into the nations. Amen. How many ever looked at yourself like that before? Amen. Hopefully you have. And hopefully you say, yeah, that's what we're already doing, Pastor. Praise God. Amen. But you have a part to do in that. So in order to go into all the world and fulfill the Great Commission as a church, we need preachers, and we need couples that will risk. Amen. I didn't hear any amens there. <laughs> we need couples that will risk. Amen. Let's go pioneer. Man, these burgers starting to look good. I can flip burgers. I can flip burgers for another 15 years, man. He said 16 years. I'll be flipping. Amen. We need couples that will risk to go out and to preach the gospel. Amen. For those of you not called to preach, how many know you still have a mission, and that mission is to find those crazy couples and to say, what can I do to help you? <laughs> Amen. That's our duty. Hallelujah. If you want to preach the gospel, how I many know it's a holy calling? The Bible says that we are called by a holy God into, amen, a holy calling. How I many know that is extremely powerful, amen, this evening? The, the Bible talks about here in this scripture, Hebrews 12, 22 through 23. They don't have it up there because I didn't give it to them. But it says, but ye are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. How I many know oh, that's what church is? Uh, I just I just come here and you know go in the prayer room, throw up a couple of da da la babies. Go get me a cup of coffee and sit down. But the Bible says, no, 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 the church is something much greater than that. It is a spiritual endeavor, amen. How many know people that are called to preach the gospel? That is a spiritual endeavor. 
I mean, we don't have a sign up here and going into. Now, you know, I mean, we go to a place, especially during COVID, and they had a number or something, and you had to wait for your number to show up on the board. Anybody do that? You had to go to the doctor or something like that, and you're like, now serving three, four, five. And then you're like, that's me. I got to get some prescriptions, and they're free here. Oh, <gasps> now serving three, four, six. Hold on, I'm coming. <laughs> Trying to get there. I mean, we don't have that for preachers, amen? Couples called to preach, you know. <laughs> now calling Bob and Julianne. <laughs> Ding. We don't have that, amen. I mean, it's a holy calling. God puts it in their heart to preach the gospel, amen. And then they go. And they speak to pastor about it. And how many know it's pastor's duty and obligation to help them prepare for that? Amen. But how many know the church has something to do with that, folks? Come on, somebody. Okay, let's be real. Because you just don't feel it yet. How many ever seen somebody in leadership and you're like, I don't know why they're up there? Okay, he's stupid. Why they got him up there? You know, he just yelled at me last week. Why is he leading songs? Look at him. He can't even hold a note. Brother can't sing. Don't look right. Got one eye lower than the other. What? Why are we doing this? But how many know when you put it in context to discipling and making couples to go preach the gospel? Amen. That's where they need to be. Because maybe you're not called to preach, but how many know... As the body of Christ, we are called to work with people that need to learn how to be pastors and pastors' wives. Oh, I know. See, I kind of set you up. I, you just thought I was going like this way and be like, oh, we're going to get through and ain't going to hurt none. No, it's going to start hurting right now. I guarantee it. Amen. Let me tell you. Can, can I be real with you? How much time we got? Yeah, we can be real. Amen. Years ago, there's a man. He went overseas for a short period of time, came back. And then he became very prominent in his mother church, and he was preaching. And I'm like, who is this man? What? You, you never even preach stateside, bro. You go overseas for a couple years, come back, and now you all that? Now, I know you can laugh because you've said the same thing probably about somebody here. Mm-hmm. I told you, somebody's going to get smacked tonight. <laughs> and I had this funky little attitude, you know. And uh, I'm like, man, that's, that's kind of funky, man. That's kind of funky feeling. Who is this guy? How many know when God lead, raises people up? Sometimes we don't appreciate who he's raising up. <laughs> Amen. You know, the new brother that's crazy that you don't like that much, and all of a sudden he walks in, he's got Aaron's rod that budded. Hey, man, look at my rod. <laughs> Where's yours? <laughs> I'm the man. And you're like, are you serious? Guy's a jerk. That's okay. He has a pastor to help him be less jerkish. <laughs> Amen. Come on, somebody. Now I'm making it real. Amen. So anyways, this brother's preaching the next uh, next time I see him. And, man, he preaches a smoker. And I'm like, you know what? I am a jerk. I'm the jerk, not him. I, he's good. I'm the problem here. And I had to repent, man. Preached a sermon to help me out. Amen. So you say, Pastor, that's horrible. How could you do that? The same way you can. The same way you're doing it tonight. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Just recently went to a conference, brother preaching there. Great, great pastor. Great pastor. He gets through one sermon. But somebody said something. Anybody, have you ever had somebody say something about somebody? And then you see that person and you're you already kind of half, half functified. Ow! Like James Brown. You know what I mean? Funk, funk, they're up there, and you kind of like, I just something I don't like about him. But somebody said something about him. You know, it's called witchcraft. You know, it's Christian witchcraft. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you, you, you all operate in Christian witchcraft anyway. You want something, so you start saying a little something. It's Christian, it's Christian witchcraft. You know what I mean? It's manipulation, but it's Christianized. You know what I mean? Your will over there. And so, uh, so this brother is preaching there, this pastor, and I got this thing going on. And God took me back years earlier when I had that other problem. And I said, hold on, that ain't right, man. That ain't right. I could feel this thing. Quant- yeah, ain't you ever feel something just trying to crawl on top of you? Come on, just put me on. I'm the nicest jacket you ever had. And you're like, no, no, no. Get, 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 man, get them sleeves off my hands. What are you doing? Just try it on. Try it on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's funky, man. So that thing was trying to get on me. And I looked at the name of the jacket, and it was gossip. Oh. Come on. Somebody had said something. I don't know this guy from Adam. I mean, I know who he is. So I get through the first sermon. I'm, st- I'm fighting with this. And then I got to the hotel room. I said, that ain't right, man. That's that same funky junk that tried to get on me last time. Went back. Oh, and I'm here to tell you. Brother can preach. I turned to another pastor at the author, and I said, that brother got it. And he said, he goes, now the guy I was talking to is about 6'9". He's like, <laughs> it wasn't Pastor Penny. <laughs> This is Pastor Scott Garowska, and he goes, he's anointed, brother. I'm telling you, he got it. He has got it. I mean, all those gifted men in our fellowship, this is one of them. But the devil was trying to, hear, he, you know, he's up there preaching, and, man, he's rocking and rolling. He's got Aaron's rod of authority, chosen by God. And Steve said, heck, yeah. Keep rolling, Pastor. Woo! Let me know if you got any problems, you know what I'm saying? I'll help you out, bro. Amen. Okay, so I made it real. Okay, so here we are, uh, back to Acts 9.15. I had to make it the sermon, you know, applicable tonight. So Acts 9.15, there's Ananias the prophet. He is talking to Paul. Amen. He's talking to Paul, and he says, but the Lord, and so Ananias doesn't want to go pray for Paul. You remember this? <laughs> Who would want to go pray for Paul? Paul's killing people. <laughs> He's standing there holding the cloaks. Yes, yeah, stab him again. I think he moved. You know, <laughs> I want you to go to this guy, the guy that holds the cloaks and helps stab people. Ananias is like, oh, I'm really not feeling it. And the Bible says this, Jesus said this to Ananias, but the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he's a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Amen. A chosen vessel. How many know when God raises up a couple to preach the gospel here in Athens, amen, how many know they are chosen vessels? They're chosen vessels. Now, you might be thinking that vessel is like Swiss cheese, got holes in it, pour water, and it comes right out his foot. I don't even think he got a foot. He didn't hold anything you tell. He's a chosen vessel. Amen. And our job, the duty of the church, amen, is to help lift them up and love them. They're going to go out there and pioneer. Come on, somebody. And we should be the ones that help them with that, amen. For some of us, it's just working a job, man, being faithful, paying our tithes, giving our offerings, amen. That's huge. 
you have a part. How many know we should be excited when there's a Bible conference and they say, and going into blah, 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 blah. whatever it is, because I don't know what it is, right? So and so and so and so out of Athens, Georgia. We ought to be going crazy. Yeah, woo! Yeah. Oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> Guess that's why I'm preaching this sermon. Amen. <laughs> We should be excited because how many know when they do well, guess what? You do well. Because it's not all about them. Amen. Trust me, they're going to have a time. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I know some of y'all are like, Pastor, we had five couples. After you preach, we have one couple that's slightly interested in pioneering. <laughs> but they're going to go out there, give their lives, amen, while you're sitting at the house. Hallelujah. Just there is power, power. Just reading scripture, honey. <laughs> They're down there. I need you to work till 10 o'clock tonight, but I got to preach. There is power, power. Just love the scripture here. We share together, amen, when they succeed. Hallelujah. We should be excited when out of Athens, Georgia. Come on, somebody. Y'all don't feel that? Out of Athens, Georgia. Oh, man. Mm, we need help tonight. <laughs> They're chosen vessels. Hallelujah. The Bible says here, this is a, how many know this is a pinnacle for the Gentiles to get saved? How many know Paul kind of had something to do with that? Paul had a lot to do with the Gentiles getting saved. Here's Jesus taking a turn here. It was just for the Jews. He speaks through Peter about Cornelius. Gentiles start getting saved. Now, now Paul Amen, is going out on the missionary journeys there. And guess what? Gentiles are getting saved. This is a huge thing. This is what? The Great Commission in action. And the Bible says that Paul is a chosen vessel, amen, to see souls saved. How many? Hopefully tonight there are with us couples willing to take the Great Commission into the world. Amen. Do we know who they are? Maybe. Maybe not. We never know, do we, who it is. Could be anybody. Amen. So let's look at the role of a church. And this is what I'm preaching on tonight. The greatest commission, Acts 13, 2 through 3, and then we're going to close. Acts 13, 2 through 3. This is very powerful here. We see God gets involved. How many don't want the Holy Ghost to fall in Athens? Anybody? I want to see God move. I want to see people saved, people delivered. When we stay on course and we invest and prepare couples to fulfill the Great Commission, I'm here to tell you the Holy Ghost gets excited. Amen. He gets excited. Acts 13, 2 through 3. Paul is converted in Acts chapter 9. And in Acts 13, there's Paul there and uh, many others uh, Barnabas is there, and so in my scripture here it says Saul, but it's Paul. And uh, Acts chapter 13, verse 2 says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Amen. So how many know this is the church at Antioch? Amen. This is a church there that's functioning. Now, obviously, Barnabas and Saul weren't married to each other. <laughs> Duh. But they're going out, and they're pioneering works together there. 
But the Bible says the Holy Spirit spoke. I've called them. Amen. A holy calling. How many of there's nothing holier than that? A calling to be a pastor or a pastor's wife or to go overseas. Amen. What an incredible calling. So they are called, and when they fasted and prayed, the Bible says they sent them away. That word means to release fully, to depart. And the Wiktorsky commentation, or commentation, book of commentators? The commentator, y'all get it, my book, okay? You ain't got to correct me because you know what I'm trying to say. My opinion regarding this scripture <laughs> Hey, if I can preach, anybody can, right? <laughs> uh, this word here, sent them away, means to commission. He, the church commissioned Paul and Silas to go preach the gospel. How many know Athens needs to commission some people? We need to commission some people to go and to preach the gospel. Amen. We should hear those words. And going into blah, 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 out of Athens, Georgia, like a soccer stadium. Any soccer nuts in here? Come on, Latinos. Get your hands in the air. All of you guys. That's a kick's of football. Vamos a jugar el football. They go crazy. My buddy in Argentina sends me these pictures, the whole stadium. Singing a song. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. That's the way Athens needs to be, sending couples out of Tucson. Hallelujah. We all stand up. Lock arms together. They're going into North Carolina. (laughs) We should be excited about sending couples out. Amen. That's what we need. Hallelujah. So think about this is a very powerful Amen. The Bible says in verse 4, I didn't give it to him back there because you just can't give everybody everything. Amen. But right after they sent them away, there's a powerful scripture in verse 4 of Acts 13. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost. Whoa. The church commissions Paul uh, and Barnabas, and the Bible says the Holy Ghost sends them forth. Woo. I know God is involved when a church will be part of the greatest commission. Amen. So let's look at really quickly. How does a church commission couples? Amen. How many know that is the purpose of a church? To commission couples. We we let them learn to lead. Amen. Praise God. Sometimes people are like, hey Steve, can you run an outreach? I could. I could. Yeah, I could. Amen. But what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> amen. I know how to run an outreach. I'm not bragging. It's, it's not too complicated. Amen. We let them lead. Hallelujah. We help them lead. Sometimes we let them boss us around a little bit. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. The nursery. Ah, yes, ladies. The nursery. Ladies and gentlemen, and now the new nursery supervisor is, and all the ladies with children manifest. Ah! You think you gave him the blue bottle? I gave you the red bottle. I gave him not the blue bottle. The blue bottle is 72 degrees. That's 68 degrees. And then you put somebody else's diaper on my little junior. Stop having children. (laughs) That will solve that problem. 
Amen. Stop making them. <laughs> Hello. But what is it? Amen. We're, we're, we're allowing the nursery, amen, to form the pastor's wife. The, the future pastor's wife. Come on, somebody. I know they don't get it all right. So they burn your baby's mouth with hot milk. Who cares? <laughs> if you don't tell them when they're older, they'll never know. <laughs> Amen. Bible study leaders, you're like, hey, Pastor, I mean, I appreciate you sending so-and-so over, but, you know, uh, yeah. when he opened up the book of Enoch, my first question was, where did he get a copy? <laughs> and then the second scripture came out of the Apocrypha. <laughs> I thought we were in the church of Revelations. <laughs> Amen. We allow people to lead. Amen. And they're going to need a lot of help. Amen. We believe in them. We invest money in them. We help them fulfill their calling on their lives. Because the church, the purpose of a church, the church in Athens, is to commission couples to go and preach the gospel in all the world. Amen. How many here you love seeing those baptisms? Amen. Praise God. I met some of those young men when I was down there preaching maybe about a month ago or so. Amen. How many, that's what we're, we share in that. Amen. Amen. I'm not bragging about what we did in Tallahassee. We did the best we could and just tried not to hurt people. Amen. All the pioneers are laughing. <laughs> yes, he's right. <laughs> he is right. But there's a great blessing that's released. Amen. When a church will raise up people to preach the gospel. And if it's not you, okay, praise God. I'm not the one that called you or didn't call you. Come on, somebody. Hate me all you want to. <laughs> That's between you and God. But God calls people to be commissioned to be sent out. So what kills the Great Commission? How many know the devil would love nothing more than to kill the Great Commission? You kill the Great Commission, guess what? The world's not getting saved. Amen? And so like I preached a little bit earlier on, maybe some of the issues that you're going through have nothing to do with sin have nothing to do with something you're doing wrong, but have everything to do with God wants to bring supernatural revival in Athens. And like any great battle, it gets really bad before it gets really good. And we're at that last stage trying to break through. And maybe the devil, amen, he's trying everything he can to keep Athens from pushing through, amen, and commissioning couples to go into the field. Come on, somebody. Amen. And God says, nope, that ain't going to happen. But how many know it's up to us? It's up to us as a congregation. Will we give that soccer-like feel to that next couple we send out? <laughs> oh, I've got a video of it. I'll show you. It, you will laugh. So let's look at real close as we work. What kills the Great Commission? A church that won't work with or invest in their brethren that have been called to the Great Commission. Amen. How Are you working with God to create an atmosphere where discipleship can thrive and where couples feel the call of God and are encouraged and are helped to and released and commissioned into their destinies? Amen. That's a question you're going to have to ask yourself tonight in this place. Amen. God has called us to commission 
Barnabas and Saul were commissioned. The Bible says they were sent out by the Holy Ghost. Amen. How many know we desperately need the Holy Ghost? We need to commission. We need to invest what we're doing, our time, our money, our finances, our patience in couples to preach the gospel. Amen. Let's bow our heads tonight. Amen. In this place. Hallelujah. Are you working with God? Hallelujah. Are you all about the great commission? Hallelujah. We can't do it by ourselves. Amen. I used to see people as I was pioneering just by themselves, man. Met a great man of God. His father was a preacher. And he was working with drug addicts. And if you know anything about that, extremely difficult to work with drug addicts because of their drug addicts. <laughs> but here is this guy, personal money. Built a little place uh, out in the woods there, kind of a rehab place, doing Bible studies with these young men. Uh, years after I met him, there's a man that came in to our church in Tallahassee. He was homeless, uh, obviously had some drug issues. He gets saved in one of our services and enrolls in, uh, I believe, this man's program. Got completely delivered, got saved, got set free. What a blessing. This man, he had no other resources. No fellowship, no real mother church, amen. But here he was doing something for God. And here we are tonight, amen, a great church that God has put together. The Bible says he adds people in this church as he sees fit. But you're going to have to ask yourself the question, are you working to see couples launched out of this church here in Athens? Are you helping them in discipleship, Amen. They've got flaws. They've got issues. But are you encouraging that? Or are you speaking against Aaron's rod that budded? Are you speaking against uh, what they could be? God wants to help you tonight. Amen. This just determines the direction of a church. If we will embrace the commissioning of God's workers, what a blessing it is. Amen. You'll have to answer that. Amen tonight. But maybe you're in this place. You don't have a relationship with God. It all starts with giving your life to Jesus, repenting of your sins. I did that 1995. I got set free from manic depression. Maybe you're in this place. You need help. You need God moving in your life. You need a supernatural touch of God. You're hurting. Amen. You're lost. You're confused. God is here for you tonight. You say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I need help in this place. Is there anybody at all? You're not saved. You're not living for God. You need desperate help tonight. You say, Pastor, here's my hand. I want you to pray for me. I need help tonight. Anybody at all? Amen. Let God help you tonight. Amen. Praise God. Maybe change the altar call. Maybe you've backslidden. You've fallen away from God. It's my firm conviction. Many people that fall away from God receive a calling from God, and they either deem themselves unfit for it or they disqualify themselves getting involved in sin so they don't have to do what God's called them to do. And maybe God's convicting you tonight. And you say, you know what, I'm running from the calling of God, like Jonah. Oh, I'm here, but I've run from the calling of God, and now I'm, I'm not in relationship with God anymore. I've fallen away. And you say, Pastor, here's my hand. Would you pray for me? I've backslidden. I've fallen away from God, but I want to come back. God's called me. I walked away from it. Anybody at all in this place, you'd raise your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. Here's my hand. Would you pray for me? Amen. I see that hand over there. Is there another hand? Amen. Somebody else in this place, you're backslidden, not living for God. God wants to help you tonight. Amen. He doesn't want to hurt you. 
Well, he's got a great plan for you. Amen. Praise God. We're going to open these altars tonight, church. Ask yourself at this altar, am I, am I working towards the Great Commission? And I, am I commissioning and working with what God wants to do? God's going to help us tonight at this altar as we pray and sing a song. Hallelujah.